Good afternoon, Joan. My name is Jennifer Henry. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and a doctoral of social work student at University of Southern California. And I have you here because I am actually um, tackling the grand challenge of ensuring the healthy social emotional development for all youth. And my proposed project is a nonprofit organization, which I'm hoping to become a safe haven for youth so that they can help mitigate bullying that is leading to suicide. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background and your qualifications? I have a clinical degree, excuse me, a clinical psychology degree um, uh, from Azusa Pacific University. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. I have been practicing for approximately seven years, seven years in private practice and about four to five years in community mental health. I've worked with children as young as four, as way, adults all the way up to 70 years old with various presenting issues and presentations. Awesome. Okay, so I know that presently you're working for a non-public school called Hillsides Education Center. What are some of the things you've seen youth ex- uh, experience that impact their social emotional development, both positively and negatively? Uh, well, it can really disrupt their ability to um, develop healthy relationships with other people, as well as uh, developing appropriately along the life lifespan um, with their parents, with their family members, and um, continuing on into young adulthood where they're developing their own personal and intimate relationships. Awesome. I know that you recently had an encounter with one of your clients, and we want to definitely respect their confidentiality, mm-hmm. but I want to hear a little bit about this client story because it's pretty traumatic um, and tragic in nature and it sounds like he was in middle school and was severely bullied by some of his peers but there's some um, family history there that may be contributing to some of his triggers as well and it looks like it ended up in hospitalization can Mm -hmm. you tell us a little bit about that situation absolutely yes this particular client that you're you're mentioning has a very traumatic, complex um, abuse history. Mm -hmm. Uh, It started as early, that we know of, it started as early as four. And um, I find that a lot of times the more trauma or complex trauma that someone has, the more likely they're gonna be either vulnerable to um, possibility of bullying or vulnerable to the possibility of other types of uh, symptoms or behaviors that would lead to depression and anxiety and possibly even suicide. Wow, so it sounds like it's cyclical or maybe even have some trans- intergenerational trauma because it's stemming from some family history as well. Absolutely. Um, I know that you work with children from first to 12th grade. What are some of the ways that you have seen children and adolescents been bullied or harassed because in this day and age there's a rise in um and sophistication and the types of ways that informs that children and adolescents are bullied and somehow the statistics is actually linking bullying to suicide what are some of the ways that you have actually seen at the non-public school that children and adolescents are bullied well, essentially, in, in this era, being the electronic area, cyberbullying is at the top of the list. 
Um, we're seeing a huge increase in anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. um, and statistically, research even has shown that there's power in numbers. Mm -hmm. And even though there might be a very small percentage of the population that um, might be discriminatory um, for, for whatever reason, um, we do find that those groups do create this huge power surge um, to implement inappropriate behaviors that lead to bullying that also lead to suicide. Thank you. And then I know that you've been working with health sites for about four to five years. What are some of the most useful or most effective theoretical approaches or evidence-based practices that um, you as a clinician or some of your colleagues have um, integrated and practiced in terms of dealing with children and adolescents who have been severely bullied and have been traumatized as a result of bullying? Uh, typically, depending on the presentation, I've seen some therapists be very uh, successful with certain modalities like CBT. Um, I pr prefer to use uh, trauma-focused therapy. I like to um, frame it from an attachment uh, theory and attachment-based and help the child um, in a narrative form or maybe even an artistic form, depending on what uh, the child resonates with and helping the parent support that child if the parent wasn't the perpetrator um, by utilizing attachment-based types of interventions to help them recreate that attachment and attunement so that they can learn to be um, more manageable in their symptoms and behaviors and reactivity to the types of things that they're experiencing. Thank you for that. What do you feel is a driving factor to youth resilience in terms of the types of trauma that they have been exposed to, starting with domestic violence to bullying and harassment, even cyberbullying that you mentioned. Um, what are some of the resilient factors, protective factors that are keeping them going? I, I, I like to refer to the ACEs assessment. I think it really defines the probability of whether or not someone has the capacity <clears throat> to overcome anything throughout their life. Um, so depending on how much complex trauma they, the, the person has experienced from um, a certain age on up and through the development to the lifespan, mm -hmm. um, I've seen some cases where the child may have had extreme complex trauma and a lot of different events that have happened in their lives that contributed to their presentation. But because they had such great support systems mm -hmm. and they had consistency in both school and home, um, things that they could depend on, mm -hmm. um, that really lowered their risk of suicide. The ones that didn't were the ones that really had, they could have had only maybe one traumatic event. So what I'm finding is that if a person had, let's say only one traumatic event, um, they, even though for, for most of us, that may not be, um, as, uh, a challenge to, uh, overcome a lot of dif different issues that we face throughout our lives um, if they didn't have the support systems the consistency and the dependability in all the environments that they were in such as the school the home the consistency of the treatment the consistency of the caregiver um, then they even though they may have only had one traumatic event happen in their life because of that lack of support system um, it's still 
might put them on the trajectory towards the symptoms and behaviors that lead to suicide. Okay. And so now in terms of planning for the future and really helping these children and adolescents cope with the severity <coughs> and, and trauma of bullying, what are some of the interventions that you have used that helped children and adolescents cope with the things that they were going through at school? Um, as far as clinical practices? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so I've seen a lot of success with um, clinicians who have used CBT. Um, that typically is, is attractive for a lot of clients because it is a very step-by-step very clear and concise um, um, instructions on what they can expect from the treatment. Um, I prefer to use trauma-focused therapy uh, with uh, conceptualizing from attachment theory theory and using attachment-based interventions to create um, a more safe and dependable environment between caregiver and child, um, as long as the caregiver wasn't the perpetrator. Um, and then as well for the, for the child, I like to use a lot of narrative artistic, um, ways of expressing and telling their story so that they're Mm -hmm. able to heal from that and, and find some normalcy and equilibrium in their experience and, and proving to themselves that they can, they can Mm -hmm. overcome this as long as they have that support. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much um, for your time. It sounds like you are really dedicated to the work that you do and um, in ensuring that these children and adolescents that you work with at the non-public school are uh, socially and emotionally healthy. Um, I wish you well in terms of your practice, both at the non-public school as well as your private practice. I think you're doing a great job and I hope to have you in for another podcast someday. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Yeah,